When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. When you have your baby, you study every tiny inch on her sweet little body. From head to toe, she's perfect. But what is that on her butt? Is that a bruise? You finally get your little one home and you wait and wait for her umbilical cord to fall off, but it hasn't yet. Is it supposed to look like that? When should you call your pediatrician? I'm Cindy Cathy, certified postpartum doula, trained lactation educator, childbirth educator, and you're listening to Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop, seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton. I'm also a certified birth doula and postpartum doula. I'm the owner of Indu Season Doula Services. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes, so you'll automatically get new episodes when they're released. Sunny's here to tell us about other ways you can participate in our new show. Okay, so we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from the listeners, and we want you guys to be part of Newbies. And we have several segments that you can get involved with. So the easiest thing is for you to head on over to our website at newmommymedia.com. Click on the Newbie Show link, and that is going to take you to the Newbie Show page. And uh, click on the segments, and you'll see all the different segments. But there's a couple I want to highlight right now. We have an Ask the Expert segment where you guys can submit your questions that you have for you and your newborn babies. Anything that's going on in your life, you're like, eh, I'm not sure if that's quite right. We'll definitely have our experts look into that for you, and we'll include your question and the answer on a future episode. Uh, we're always looking for fun apps to talk about. As you guys know, New Mommy Media has a brand new network app out there. All of our individual shows have their own apps. And so we want to know what apps you guys are using. What's making parenthood and life just more interesting and helpful? What What's helping you right now app-wise? So let us know what that is, and we can talk about it on the show. We can kind of do a little review of it and uh, put a link up on the website. And, yeah, so those are a couple different ways. Uh, You can go to the contact link on our website to submit for any of those. Uh, You can also call our voicemail at 619-866-4775 if you want to actually tell your story yourself as opposed to Kristen and I telling it. If you want to share your story, go ahead and leave a message. No one's going to pick up the phone, so just leave a message, and uh, we will take care of that. We'll get it on the show. A future episode. All right, let's introduce our panelists. I'm Ruthie Slatham. I'm 28 years old, um, and I own two businesses. I own Mama Ruthie, which is a complete postpartum care uh, and uh, lactation support. Sorry, (laughs) as the baby births. I have three children. I have a five-year-old boy, and I have a two and a half-year-old girl. And then Piper here is three months. 
My name is Turiana. I'm 27. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two. My daughter is three and a half, and Elliot here is five months. I'm Stephanie Glover. I'm 33. I'm also the host of Preggy Pals. I'm a trained childbirth educator as well. I have two children, ages four and two. Gretchen is um, my four-year-old and Lydia my two-year-old. And I'll go ahead and introduce myself, too, because I have some experience with our topic today. I'm Kristen Stratton. I am the host of the show, but I am also the proud mama of three kids. I have a five-year-old daughter, a three-soon-to-be-four-year-old son, and a two-year-old son. (laughs) Thank you, Piper. (laughs) (laughs) Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right, so before we kick off our topic today, talking about birthmarks, stork bites, and more, we're going to talk about a, a big baby that was born in India. So this baby came out at 13 pounds, a baby boy, delivered to a 25-year-old mama uh, via emergency cesarean and is being described by doctor as a miracle. Okay, so the mother weighs 220 pounds and is diabetic, increasing the risk of obesity in offspring, and that's according to medical professionals. So anyways, this is a big deal in India. I know, you know, I actually did some research after I saw it, because when I first saw the the headline, I'm kind of like, okay, is 13 pounds really big? Like, I had a nine-pound baby, and I know, you know, we probably all have our own little stories of, like, seeing big babies or being, you know, um, birth buddies with other big babies or whatever, but... I think I've heard of other babies being bigger in the U.S. or whatever. So I kind of wanted to do a little comparison. So I found some information on the Internet, which, you know, is 100 percent reliable. <laughs> <laughs> and the the biggest baby that was born, according to record, right, because we didn't keep track of this, you know, way back when, was 22 pounds. No. no. 22 pounds, 28 inches long. That's, That's this. I was just going to say. That's this size. That is this, yeah. In Seville, Ohio. Ohio is actually my my birth state. So, whoa, I guess we got something. Go, Ohio. Go, Ohio and our big babies. Um, But this took place in January 1879. And, uh, but but check this. I know. Oh, right. Because there was, you know, it had to come out one way. Yes. Mom was uh, seven feet, 11 inches. That's the mother. So it gives you an idea of like perhaps wow. why. And you know, was the think, father equally yeah. as large yeah, or was he like a No, I actually didn't give any information about that. And um, the baby did pass shortly after birth. Yeah, so that's kind of a sad story. But then in Italy, the second one that I found was, again, a 22-pounder. So apparently the ounces were the distinguishing factor here. And that um, was in September 1955, so not that far ago. But anyways, it just got me thinking about big old babies and – I mean, what's the the biggest baby that you guys have, whatever, seen personally, like newborn baby? 
Eleven three. Eleven three. Okay. Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Yeah, I think somewhere in the tens, but in I don't remember tens. the ounces. Wow. Yeah, and you're like I'm like flabbergasted. Know, I've never right? seen a larger baby than my own baby. So <laughs> uh, this article says newborns typically weigh between five pounds eight ounces and eight pounds thirteen ounces. Yeah. So yeah, when you look at that, thirteen pounds is a lot. It's impressive. But I mean, when I was pregnant with the twins, the twins got up to be like five and a half pounds each. Yeah. So what? That's eleven. That's, that's eleven plus the placenta. Yeah. And the right. Amniotic fluid. Right. That's, that's a lot of weight. So whatever, India. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Sunny. Good job. Patting myself on the back. You should. The point of the story is go Ohio. Go Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. So really, we're just advertising your state. That's all this was. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today on Newbies, we're discussing birthmarks, stork bites, and belly buttons. Our expert, Cindy Cathy, is a Kappa-certified postpartum doula, trained lactation educator, and childbirth educator. Thanks so much for joining us, Cindy, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Cindy, as a childbirth educator and postpartum doula, you're working with parents before and after the babies are born. Are you able to explain to your childbirth students or at your postpartum consultations what birthmarks they might see on their babies when they are born? We do do that because no new mom is ready for actually the picture of what she births. Like they don't know about vernix and they don't know about uh, wonky heads. And so we do (laughs) cover birthmarks. Yeah. And can you explain what a cafe au lait spot is? Um, Just like what it sounds like. It's a pigmented spot on a baby that's like the color of milky coffee. Just cafe au lait sounds better. <laughs> it does sound good. <laughs> milky coffee. <laughs> and what do Mongolian spots look like? They look like um, bruises. They're bluish in color, and they're usually on the back, just at the top of the bottom. Yeah, and the lower spine. And do those usually last beyond infancy? They can because they are pigmented birthmarks. A lot of times they're mistaken for bruises, and there's some, um, you know, when a child is brought into a pediatrician or something. Sometimes abuse is mistaken for a Mongolian birthmark. birthmark. Yeah. yeah, so that would definitely be something that you'd want to discuss with your provider or yeah. your child's school. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, and what are salmon patches or stork bites? Okay, so different from pigmented, which are like moles and cafe au lait, the um, stork bites and angel kisses, they're macular stains. They're pigments that are blood vessels that come up to the surface in certain areas. And salmon patches are kind of like the name. And depending on where they are, they've given them different names. Like on the back of the neck, they call them stork bites. Mm-hmm. On the face and around the nose and the eyes, they call them angel kisses. Okay. But basically, the same thing. Okay. And what do hemangiomas look like? They're a little different. They're more raised. Strawberry patches, you've heard that? Yeah. Because they have the texture of a strawberry. Um, They can be poofy, so much more raised than the first two. Okay. And what do port wine statins look like? 
again. <laughs> first five. <laughs> if you're watching first five, you get a visual. I have a port wine stain. Yeah, visual demo. <laughs> they look like port wine. Okay. Dispelled all over. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And panelists, do you have any experiences with birthmarks on your babies? Uh, my daughter has a red mark on her uh, her wrist, which I you know, didn't know about was a thing at first. I was like, there's something wrong with her wrist. It's just a small little dot. It looks like she might have gotten like poked with something sharp or something like that. But she still has it at three and a half and it's not going away, which is whatever. <laughs> it's an interesting little mark. Yeah. She also has a white, I don't know if, like what they're called, but it's just like a white patch of skin on her torso. I have one on my back. My brother and my sister also have one. I don't know if they're hereditary. We don't even know what they're called, but um, it's very interesting. <laughs> Was that, she born with it? Yep. Then it's hereditary. Yeah. It's congenital. I yeah. just, I, it's very, he doesn't have anything, but it's interesting. It must have come from my dad then because my brother and sister are half. So interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie? I have a, so for you, those of you just listening in, I have a huge port wine stain um, on my left arm onto my left breast. And I expected to have children with birthmarks. Um, actually, my cousin has a, a large white birthmark in the exact same spot that I do. Oh. And um, my sister has cafe au lait. My mom had ca- just kind of all mixed up. But my first has nothing. And then when Lydia was born, the pediatrician mis- <laughs> uh, made a mistake and was trying to treat a diaper rash. But it's actually in the inside of her bottom. She has a little like port wine, tiny, oh, but it's oh. there. Um, and so we were treating a birthmark that was not a rash. Was, oh. um, and then I also That's noticed on the inside of her arm, she does have a little spot like cafe au lait too. Huh. So. Yeah, my daughter, she has a stork bite and it's actually in the shape of a star and she had no hair for the first three years of her life. So it was really cute, <laughs> she had a little star in the back of her head. But then she also has two cafe au lait spots on her in like the middle of her back. So she's she's... Three times blessed (laughs) with birthmarks. And then um, not my second child, but my third, he also has a cafe au lait spot on one of his legs right next to his knee. Um, And my husband has one, too. I don't have any birthmarks that I can see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, it must be some hereditary component. And a lot of times they're not present at birth. Some of the stork bites, they appear later. Like I have a niece that was... Just a beautiful little baby. And then about two weeks, she got a strawberry mark about here. And it became like Gorbachev, you know, that huge <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, yeah, on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so she had that her whole toddlerhood. and But it was gone by kindergarten. But sometimes they come a week or two later. Yeah, that's true because I – well, and also I think the cafe au lait show up later because my son, my youngest, didn't have his show up until – Probably like twelve months. Yeah. Um. Maybe some sun exposure has something to do with it too. But um. And same with my daughter's cafe au lait. But her stork bite showed up pretty soon after she was born. Now, did that grow as you grew? No, it stayed in this. I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of grew with my skin. I have like little patches where it seems to maybe either have stretched or maybe it was just speckled to begin with. But yeah, they doctors had told my parents, oh, it might be gone by the time she's seven. No, no. <laughs> still here. It's still hanging on. 33 years. <laughs> but what's really interesting is that my fingers are actually like larger, like my ring sizes are larger on, on the hand. fingers with the, the pigment. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. But my wedding ring, like on one side, it would be, you know, size six something, uh-huh. but it's eight. Yeah, because usually the hand, I've heard the hand that you write with 
is the hand that typically is larger, probably because you use it oh, more. So the yeah. muscles, it's, yeah, it's almost. I mean, you could. It's like visually, yeah, obvious. Fat pink fingers on my whole side. <laughs> You're beautiful, Stephanie. You're beautiful. I like it much more now than I did as a kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure kids can be a challenge sometimes when things are different. Right. So, Cindy, are birthmarks typically with you throughout your entire life? Do some go away? Do some require treatment? Yeah, a lot of them do fade with age, but then others don't. And depending on where they are, like the stark white angel kisses, um, they can be in a nose or in an ear. I had a baby that it was growing on her lobe of her ear, and as it moved in, they treated it. And it would be with steroids and or uh, silver nitrate. They kind of burn them off. But that would be a time when, if you're concerned, you seek your pediatrician's help. Oh, okay. Uh, well, my daughter had a hemangioma inside her nose, and it was actually causing, well, she snored like a bear. <laughs> um, but they said sometimes those do shrink and go away, but hers did not. So we ended up having it removed surgically so that she wouldn't snore like a bear. And of course, any baby born with a mole, you need to keep your eye on those. Yeah. And then port wine stains, they can, if it causes the child concern, if it's, you know, something that bothers your child or you're concerned about it because they are harmless, Mm -hmm. but they can be treated too. Okay. Stephanie, I'm curious about just, you know, you and your everyday life and and do people stare? Like what what, what happens? Like, well, kids are so funny because they are unfiltered. So I always know, I know if a kid's looking at me for more than a second, I know exactly what they're looking at. Um, (laughs) When this is, it's fun. Actually, I can make the, a game out of it because if I push on it, it actually turns white. So if I put like all my fingers together, I can make paw prints on it and win any child over in a second. And that's actually, in school I would do that too and kids would get like weird about it or thinking they could catch it I would just show them like look it actually it turns purple when I'm cold which is kind of cool it's like bright pink when it's really hot out so I'm like a the thermometer yeah, it's like the mood mark right? <laughs> yeah. and um, I would like let kids just you know kind of push poke, on it and yeah right <laughs> but it took the you know uncomfortable piece of it the out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really glad you came on the show for that reason because some parents might be worried about that like, oh, my kid has this birthmark and it's big or it's in a really obvious place and how are are they going to be traumatized forever or how are they going to get through their life and, you know, I'm glad to see that you can come out and say yeah. they're it's not going to ruin their life. It won't. And I don't, I really don't even see it anymore. When I was younger, I would be, you know, I would try to wear higher collars and, and now I just, I don't even really notice it until someone asks me. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, my personal experience with uh, birthmarks, I have one on the back of my right leg. It's kind of like the middle thigh area. So sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't, depending on how short my skirt is. I feel like we're getting to know everyone on a very intimate <laughs> level. Well, my kids always think that I have a marker on my leg or something like that. I'm like, no, I don't. But yeah, so my question is, my I, I'd asked my mom these questions, you know, about my birth. And she told me it just started out as a little, little tiny, like red dot. She's like, you couldn't even see it. And not that it's super big now, but it's definitely something that, you know, Sometimes people ask me about people ask me about a lot more when I was younger. But yeah, so do you do you see that that the the birthmarks can kind of grow with the person? They can. From what uh, the research I've studied, I don't usually follow a family that long. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, what color is it? It's um is like it? port. It's more like port wine. Yeah, because yeah. they've been known to grow oh, the port okay. wine. So you have a port wine birthmark. I guess. I mean, it's pretty tiny. I'd show you, but then I wouldn't be able. To- <laughs> My shorts are a little long today. <laughs> Take a picture, put it on the website. <laughs> Let everyone analyze. It. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but I guess if anyone had any questions, they could consult with their pediatrician or with exactly. a pediatric dermatologist. Yeah. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Cindy Cathy about birthmarks and belly button care. Cindy, what happens? Oh, thank you. Elliot's going to help me. He's going to help me make the show far more entertaining. Thank you, Elliot. Cindy, what happens to a baby's umbilical cord after he is born? You mean once they cut it? Yes. Okay. And then they put a little clamp on it, and they're just waiting for it to dry up like a scab. That's all it is, is dead blood. Okay. And that's not something, the baby can't feel that at all, right? Not at all. None of that. Okay. Not at all. I know my husband's kind of weirded out by that. He's like, I don't know if I should cut this. And they're like, no, they can't feel it. And if a mother has delivered in the hospital, how is the baby's umbilical cord cared for until they get discharged? Um, it used to be the AAP would say rubbing alcohol or uh, hydrogen peroxide, um, but they don't anymore. They've found that um, just leaving it alone, it heals faster. They've done studies and it heals faster than belly buttons that are messed with with rubbing alcohol. No, no, they should not help it come off faster. <laughs> um, just keeping it dry is the best thing. Clean and dry. Clean and dry. You know, I that was what I did with my first was the rubbing alcohol on a Q-tip and just kind of on the exterior because that's what they were recommending, you know. So hopefully that wasn't causing her any harm or pain. Kind of feel bad about that now. <laughs> I know. I was totally mortified after my firstborn um, because I was waiting and waiting for the belly button you know, to the, the skin stuff to fall off or whatever. And it was there one day, you know, you had like a zipped up, you know, onesie on or something like that or a sleeper. And then the next day it wasn't there. And I'm like, where where did it go? The mysterious belly button. Well, we do have a dog. Oh. And I'm just going to... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I did not sweep it up. I don't, you know, I didn't have any other kids at the time. So one can only deduce. Yeah. <laughs> That a tasty treat. The dog had some beef jerky. You know what? I'm pretty sure that happened with one of my three. I in, in my ha- my haze of having three kids in three years, I cannot recall which child it was. But I'm pretty sure there was one. I think it was my second child. Where same thing. It it came off and was never seen or heard from again. I know. So right? that may have also happened where the dog came upon it and took care of it for me. Totally. Cindy, when should a parent call their pediatrician if they think their child's belly button is infected? Well, they'll see the normal signs, redness, swelling, baby has a fever, the baby vomiting. Um, if there's an odor, sometimes the belly button has pus, definitely immediately call the pediatrician. Okay. 
And how does a pediatrician usually treat a belly button that has not healed in an appropriate amount of time? They would use something to cauterize it to make it either it's come off and it hasn't stopped bleeding. I've never heard one never coming off. Um, so I don't know what an appropriate amount of time would be, but the pediatrician, isn't it silver nitrate? Yeah, I've, I've heard it. Yeah. Silver yeah. nitrate. Yeah. yeah. We had to use silver nitrate on, on Elliot's uh, uh, umbilical granuloma because it just wasn't healing properly. And we had to go on actually for two two applications of it because the first one, didn't dry up like a he's got a really deep belly button. It's like a cavern in there. <laughs> so like the first the first application at uh, I think it was probably like uh, ten days, maybe two weeks old. It didn't get it all, but I thought it was still working. So I just left it. <laughs> um, and then finally at his like six week appointment or something like that, they did it again and then that finally got it all. But it is deep. So it makes sense why it just took forever to to dry out. You can store toys in there. And, yeah. sure. <laughs> well, no, and that brings up an interesting question, and that is, like, what causes? Do we have any idea what, like, um, helps form the belly button and shape? I mean, innies and outies? Do we have any idea? Or this is just a mystery of life? I I don't know. It's you a know? mystery. It's a yeah. crapshoot, basically. Yeah. yeah. They used to say, uh, my mom taped a penny to mine, and that would help be an innie. I do have an innie, so I don't know. <laughs> but, no, it's just... It's however it falls off, how the healing goes inside. Okay. Yeah, and I also heard a rumor it was how it was cut, how well it was cut. Yeah. And I'm sh- and so that places a lot of unnecessary pressure on the it people does. cutting. Right. I can't imagine that's true. Right. Yeah, I would I would assume it's more to do with how well it heals and yeah. But that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Cuz everybody wants an any, right? I don't know. Do they? I, I think I, see, I feel like some of my kids have both. It's like an innie, innie then outie. out. Yeah, innie mine out. is angled. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it is. It's like, like half, half of it half. on one side is a little out. And, yeah. My daughter's a halfy, like kind of like flat. <laughs> right. But after kids, mine's kind of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's making its appearance. Yeah. After kids, totally, it's game changer. Yeah, I'm like game man, changer. I really wish I had my cute belly button again. <laughs> like of, of all the things, I really was just with. It was my belly button. <laughs> I'm just thankful I can see my belly button. <laughs> so, Stephanie, did you ever have to go to the pediatrician with concerns about your children's belly buttons? Lydia's bled for a little longer than Gretchen's did. So we went in and I, I think they gave us, um, not Neosporin, it was like the Bacotracin or if that's what it's called, like an ointment. Um, but she said if it kept bleeding, they would actually consider doing another vitamin K shot, which I found interesting because it could have just been like a blood clotting kind of, you know, issue that that could help with. But it ended up finally clearing up and was fine. So, Cindy, what is an umbilical hernia? When the umbilical cord comes through the tummy wall to connect with the placenta, it has to part muscles and things. And so sometimes those muscles don't go back together like they should. Um, And they're not anything to worry about. Sometimes you don't even know your baby has it. Sometimes you can only see that there's a little bump, like when they get angry and they're crying really hard. Of course, have your pediatrician look at it. But my experience has been that they don't do surgery unless it's massive, really big. Usually the wall will close. And um, if they still have it, I've heard if they still have it by two years, then they'll consider surgery. That seems like a long time to me as a mom. But it's nothing really to worry about. Yeah, I've definitely had a few postpartum clients and a few birth doula clients whose children had them. And, and yeah, they didn't seem like there was a big hurry to intervene. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, so I would definitely ask your pediatrician what the time frame for treating that and when is that necessary. Right. Right. And when should parents notify their pediatrician if they suspect that their child has one? Immediately. There's no harm in doing anything immediately. And panelists, did any of your children have an umbilical hernia? <laughs> Katie did. <laughs> Katie Stevens, our guest photographer. Yes. Tell us, tell us, Katie. Tell us about it. Oh, you have you one. Oh, you have one. Oh. Tell us. Well, tell you us have to explain. It. Jump in on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Hop in. Hi, everyone. Um, well, I don't remember mine, but my mother told me that when I was about 18 months old, they suggested that I should have surgery. So I actually have a little smile scar right underneath my belly button. <laughs> wow. It's like your belly button's constantly smiling at you. That's nice. I'm telling you, this is a very intimate show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just saw Katie Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw it again. We just bonded right now. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cindy, and our lovely panelists for chatting with us today about birthmarks and belly button care. And for our Newbies Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Cindy will share her favorite postpartum doula tips for keeping diapers away from newborn belly buttons. For more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. All right, so before we wrap up today's episode, I have an email that I really wanted to share with you guys, and this comes from Cindy. And Cindy writes, I just finished listening to your episode about the baby blues, and your timing couldn't be more perfect. My little girl was born a few months ago, and she's our first, so we really didn't know what to expect. I can't really explain it, but I just didn't feel quite right after her birth. I felt disconnected, like I was living someone else's life, and I just couldn't understand why I wasn't able to connect with my baby. Since her birth, those feelings have subsided, but I'm still not feeling 100%. After listening to your episode, I now know that this is probably not just the baby blues anymore, and I should talk with someone about it. Thanks again, Cindy. Cindy, we like to have a lot of fun here on newbies, and um, you know sometimes our topics though are a little more serious. And and this was an episode that I think kind of fell into that category. It's a little more serious, and I really do appreciate you sharing this with us because this is exactly why we released the episode. This is exactly why this is actually part of an entire series that we're doing on postpartum mental health. So uh, baby blues is the first one. And then we're going to do one on postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum OCD, and postpartum psychosis, because these aren't really talked about a lot. And um, some moms really do go through it. And it can be kind of scary, especially if you're trying to search for stuff online and nothing's coming up. So again, Cindy, thanks so much for sending this in. And if you guys know someone who's struggling with the baby blues right now, please consider sharing that episode with them so they know that there's other moms that are going through it as well. And um, we're so glad that we can help you guys through this. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents. And Stephanie's representing Preggy Pals for today. <laughs> so pimp your show. 
Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Infants and Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.